This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, find the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm Mac Pritchard, founder and publisher of MaxList. To get your dream job, you need clear goals, great skills, and a good network. You also have to know how to look for work. One of the best ways to get good at job hunting is to talk to people who do it well. That's why once a month on our show, I interview a MaxList reader who found a job they love. Our guest shares how they did it and offers their best job search tips. Our guest today is Julie Dale Rimple. She's the marketing and communications manager for Classic Wines Auction of Oregon here in Portland, Oregon. When you look for work, you're likely to hear the word no a lot. And it's not surprising. It may take you a while to find the right fit. And every job you apply for won't lead to an offer. In an article you can find on the MaxList website, Julie says she learned to deal with these challenges by not taking rejection personally. She encourages others not to doubt your worth when you don't get that job offer. And Julie says it's also important to recognize a lot is happening behind the scenes that you might not know about during a job search. So let's talk about that. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Now, you're the. It's a pleasure to have you, and you're the Marketing and Communications Manager at Classic Wines Auction uh, of Portland. Now tell our listeners, Julie, why do you love your job? Gosh, there's so many reasons. Um, when I saw it, I just really immediately knew it was the right job for me. Um, it's the work I love to do or, or doing fundraising events, raising money for local nonprofits. Um, it brings in a little bit of a background I have in the wine industry and in events, nonprofits, um, and marketing. So it really kind of tied everything together well. Um, and what I really knew I would like about it immediately when I went to the interview was the people. Um, the team I work with is amazing. Uh, my boss is just uh, she's such an incredibly she, she's a powerful person, but um, she doesn't sweat the small stuff. She kind of has fun, um, and she lets us all do what we're good at. And so we are able to really have a, a solid team of people who um, are good at what they do, and we we have a lot of fun while we do it. So um, it's the people I work with. It's just um, the work that we're doing, and uh, the wine. I love the wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big benefit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, especially, you have a lot of Oregon wines, I'll bet. Yes, and so I've uh, been able to learn a lot about different Oregon wineries and the stories behind them, and uh, it's been really great. Well, it, it just sounds like a perfect job. Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, you know, every job has its ups and downs, but this one um, has been a really good fit for me. Good. Well, let's talk about how you got there and, and your job search. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made the biggest difference in your success, Julie? Um. I would say really when, well, I moved here, um, gosh, it's almost about three and a half years ago. So when I first came, um, I came from a very tight-knit community in, in Napa, California, where I kind of knew everybody and, um, you know, had a really good network of people that I could rely on. And when I came here, that was all gone and it was um, scary. So uh what I did was just research as much as I could. I went out and I, I looked for organizations that I respected and, and thought I might want to be a part of. And I still remember sitting on my couch in our little rental when we first moved here and opening up the Classic Wines Auction website and wondering, what is this? What do these people do? I need to be a part of this. And so um, I just kept exploring and, and keeping my eyes open. Um, and then 
I have to say, I looked a lot at Max List. <laughs> oh, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so I was refreshing that a lot, and um, there were good quality jobs there and keeping my eyes open. But I think the most important thing is to just get out and network and talk to people. Um, and so I realized that pretty quickly I needed to build my network here. And you can't do that just sitting on your couch. So I... Um, went to networking events, which aren't always easy, as everybody knows, and you just kind of have to put yourself out there and, and show some vulnerability and try to just meet people and, um, you know, build your network. Um, I also did a lot of volunteering. Um, I found organizations I liked, like the Piddick Mansion. I started volunteering there, and it was amazing to me the doors that opened. I just met some really interesting people and did some work that I really enjoyed, and, um, you know, it just started opening up doors. Talk a little more about your approach to volunteering, because some people uh, think perhaps if they volunteer at an organization, it might lead to a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was that your strategy when you approached the PIDOC people? No, it wasn't really. And I think um, it was healthier for me not to think of it that way, um, because... I, I wasn't angling for anything. I was just there really because it was a it was a passion of mine, um, you know. And and they were definitely doing the work that I, um, I I enjoyed doing. And so I would you know I remember sitting down even with their marketing manager, who's wonderful, and just kind of having an informational interview with her. You know how how did you get into this this industry in Portland? How, you know and asking her a bunch of questions, and it was great. Um, but I never really you know thought I would work there. I guess sometimes you you know that can be a, a byproduct of that. But um, I did it because I loved it. So I think that's the thing with volunteering is look for organizations you love and you'd be surprised at the doors that they're open. And uh, you never know, maybe it would open up the door to a job someday. Yeah. And for the benefit of listeners outside of Portland, the Pittock Mansion is a wonderful home on a mm-hmm. bluff uh, overlooking the Willamette River. It was built before World War One by the mm-hmm. first publisher of The Oregonian. So Correct. that must have been really cool to yeah, be fun. able to work there. Yeah, my passion is really history. Um, and so being able to be a part of that. And now I give tours and behind-the-scenes tours and all of that. So um, I meet the most amazing people up there. It's incredible. And I'd like to hear a little more about that because you said it opened doors. What kind of doors did that kind of volunteering open for you? Um, it was... Just meeting people that um, I wouldn't have met otherwise. So uh, there were a couple staff members and the volunteer coordinator that I worked with up there who became friends, um, you know, and I would kind of chat with them about what I was looking for, um, you know, and I was uh, just trying to get my foot in the door in Portland. So it really um, helped me meet people and meet different organizations. So a lot of times if people knew I was in the market for a new job in the area, they would say, oh, I have a friend who works in marketing at so-and-so. And so that would open up um, other you know, avenues that I wasn't familiar with. In your article for the website uh, at maxlist.org, you talked about two qualities that are important, I think, in every job search. One is resiliency mm-hmm. and the other is vulnerability. Talk about uh, what it was like to be a runner-up a couple of times for a job. <laughs> oh, that was so hard. And I, you know, I, I like to say I didn't take it personally, and I always tried not to. Um, and I think that's something that comes after a, a while, and especially I think once you get into a job and realize how much there is happening behind the scenes, um, you know, that's when you start to realize, um, you know, okay, maybe it wasn't always that they just didn't like me or whatever. But um, I think it, it's hard, and I think it's something you have to um, just sort of realize could happen. It's a kind of a risk of looking for new jobs. And um, it's not easy. You know, you have to do a lot of research. And when you get further and further into the job interview process, they expect a lot of you. So I found myself 
um, you know, writing marketing plans and doing um, timelines and all, you know, jumping through all these hoops of, of, of um, interview process questions that they were asking me to do. And it's it's a lot. And then when you get that call and find out, oh, well, there was somebody else that, you know, just had a little more local experience that we went with. And um, it's very difficult. So I think it's just, you know, about knowing up front that that's definitely a possibility and um, being hopeful, but not, um, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and thinking that that's definitely going to happen because you never know. And every time you're applying for a job, you're being vulnerable, aren't you? Yes, uh, that's the thing. And, and like I said, they a lot of these um, organizations and, and anywhere you're interviewing, they expect you to know a lot about them, and you know, and then they uh, they they it, it's kind of being poked and prodded. And by <laughs> once you've gone through that enough times, it's just it's pretty exhausting um, to have to put yourself out there so much. So I try to take breaks and not um, you know line up too much at one time, and, and not to not be so hard on myself. I think that's the hard part is to just uh, you know sit back and realize that it, it's all part of the process. And um, all the jobs I didn't get made sense, you know, now that when I look back, they made sense. And a lot of times I met really great people out of it too. And they ended up becoming friends or, um, you know, network other, other people in my network that I can refer back to. And so, um, it, you know, everything usually happens for a reason. Now let's talk about what didn't work in the job search. You, you talked about the importance of networking and, mm-hmm. and the benefits you got from volunteering. What, what didn't work, Julie? Um, I would say, you know, sometimes I think when you get to a point in your job search, get not desperate, but I think you start kind of looking at opportunities you might not otherwise, or that might not be a good fit. And I think there were a couple times maybe I did that and you'd find yourself in an interview realizing this is not at all what I want to do um, and having to kind of, you know, sort of force your way through an interview. And like I said, they can they can be exhausting and take a lot out of you. Um, and when you realize that, um, you know, it just puts you in an awkward position and I think puts the interviewer in an awkward position. And um, so I would say, you know, keeping an open mind, but also not following um, a path that you know isn't the right one. Um, yeah. How long did your search go on? Was it? Well, you know, I, I had an interesting situation because, I, you know, I came here and I, I was working from home, but I knew pretty quickly that working from home in a new city was um, not the right path for me. I missed being with people. I missed talking to people. Um, and so that, it took me a good year, I think, to find um, a job here. And then I did find a job here and it was with a great organization. It just, um, for several reasons, wasn't the right fit. And so then I was kind of found myself back out on the job search, which was um, really challenging. And that took a good another year. So, um, you know, it, it took a while to find the right thing. And how did you find this job? What was it through an advertisement, through word of mm-hmm. mouth? Um, both. Uh, I know I saw it on, on Max List, so that was nice. Um, and then while kind of simultaneously, I had a number of people email me who knew I was in the market and said, this would be perfect for you. Um, and yeah, that that made me take a little closer look at it and realize this really would be perfect for me. So um, I had people looking out for me, which was nice. And when you were uh, going through the interviews, how did you figure out that this was indeed the right fit for you? I knew immediately. <laughs> I was think, it an um, instinct? Or? Yeah, and like I said, I've, I, you know, I went through a lot of interviews where um, I saw a lot of red flags that worried me as I was going through the interview process, whether I could kind of sense tension in the office or tension behind the different employees or 
um, whatever was happening. But this one, you know, I sat down and I just felt good immediately. I knew um, I felt comfortable. I felt good with the people. Um, it was easy. The interview felt like I, I didn't feel like I was forcing anything or I was at a loss for words. It just was um, an easy process. And so I think I knew um, pretty quickly when I walked in the door that that would be the right right place for me. Well, for our listeners, what would be your number one piece of job search advice based on all your, the hunting you've done for this position and the lessons you learned along the way? That's a great question. I would say um, try to keep a light and open mind while you're going through it. I think it's really easy to get bogged down in the negativity if um, you know rejections start coming through. And um, it can make you feel smaller than you are. And I think if you um, you know, find ways to, to build yourself up and learn from the experiences as opposed to letting them um, kind of bog you down um, and just keep going. I think you have to just, you know, keep moving and keep moving forward and keep looking for what, what you, um, what's, your, what's your right position. So, yeah, I think that would be it. And I, you know, wish I could go back a couple of years ago and tell myself that, you know, don't let it, don't take it personally like we talked about earlier is that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Julie, for sharing your story. Of course, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here in the studio. Now, you can learn more about Julie's job search by visiting maxlist.org slash stories. And check out the MaxList website for dozens of other success stories like Julie's. Every Friday, we add an interview with a MaxList reader who has found their dream job. Again, go to maxlist.org slash stories. In the meantime, thank you, our listeners, for downloading today's bonus episode of Find Your Dream Job.